my money. Money. I get money from you. Money in the bank. Young money. Money, 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 money. It's the rich man's world. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. World-renowned financial advisor and best-selling author Barry James Dyke will arm you with the truth. This is The Economic Warrior. Please note, the opinions expressed on this show are of the individuals who speak them, and not necessarily of Portsmouth Community Radio, its members, or board of trustees. And good afternoon, everybody. Uh, My name is Barry James Dyke, and I'm here in the studio with my Handsome engineer Phil Kleiger. That's me. And I have uh, my guest uh, Mark Sullivan here. Can hello. you? Hello, Mark, and uh, and some Seacoast Asset Management. And uh, then we're going to have um, Mark talk about um, the uh, veterans count. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So we'll get it. My guest here, uh, Mark Sullivan from Seacoast Asset Management, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you here today, Mark. It's great to be here, Barry. Thank you. And. Uh, First thing we just want to just uh, we want to get into the uh, Seacoast chapter of the veterans, but uh, uh, first just uh, your good guy, local guy. So just please tell the audience about about yourself, where you grew up, how what you're doing now, and so forth. Okay. Well, uh, I grew up in Winthrop, Massachusetts, which is just a small, very small town, actually formerly an, uh, an island. Now it's an isthmus, uh, just outside of Boston and the beginning of the North Shore. And lived there for off and on for, for most of my life up until uh, my wife conspired with her sister, who had been living in Stratum for six years, to uh, relocate the family up here. She made a very convincing argument, and I was choosing to stay with the family, so I went with her. And it was a great move. I'll, I didn't realize it at the time. I was running this trust department for Citizens Bank uh, on State Street. And so my commute. Oh, you work for, you work for the, then it was the Royal Bank of Scotland, actually. Right. And yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> I think another bank as well, but yeah, mostly RBS, and uh, um, I really enjoyed that job, and uh, again, I could be at work, and of course, my wife reminded me it wasn't about me anymore, but uh, I could be at work in 15 minutes from my house to the to the office on 28th oh, State you, Street. Oh, you, because you, you lived in Winthrop. And exactly, went, you, exactly, and so uh, that was great, because again, as you may know, trust departments primarily exist to service and uh, serve the uh, wealthiest borrowers of the bank, so yeah. we are a complimentary uh, offering, and uh, so it entailed me having to go to Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, and Patriots games. It must have and, been you tough. Know, yeah, yeah, I just a, had, had to do it. So, uh, but it, and it got me home around ten o'clock. So the fact that it was just fifteen minutes from work was great, both coming and going. So they call that enjoyable. combat pay or something. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how the local team was doing, I think yes. So anyway, uh, in two thousand or so, uh, my wife. Uh, we were visiting my sister in Stratum about you know five or six times a year, and uh, you know very pleasant environment. And uh, not being suspect, I just enjoyed it for while we were there. And I coming home one day, my wife said uh, we ought to move up here. And then uh, I said, honey, uh, you go skiing in New Hampshire. You don't move to New Hampshire. <laughs> so anyway, uh, shortly thereafter, she made the argument, and it was very convincing. And uh, even though I didn't really see it her way for about a year, uh, I then realized it was probably the smartest move we ever made. And, uh, and so I really do like the Seacoast. It's really unique, and uh, you can be doing so many different things all in a short drive from here and uh, really enjoy it. Yeah, so 
so you have your your own firm, Seacoast Asset Management. And when did you set up shop here, Mark? Well, um, I opened in 2006. I finally worked up the nerve or the insanity, whatever word to say. I stopped to hang a shingle. Prior to that, I was I ran the Dreyfus office in Boston, right across the street from Citizens Bank. And I really get tired of the whole Wall Street thing, as you're touching base on here a little bit, and, uh, and always. So thank you for that. Um, and I didn't really like the conflicts of interest mostly. So I... Uh, and firms underwriting products that they would then sell. And, you know, it's just that whole mess. It, yeah. it takes a while for you to figure stuff out because, you know, Wall Street doesn't really say, hey, by the way, here's what we're really doing. <laughs> it's complicated. So, so uh, right. And so uh, when I went to the trust department, I was very pleased. At least we were fiduciaries and had to do the right thing. Didn't have any proprietary products. It was, on so many levels, it was a much better environment for me. And I said, in fact, if I ever had the gumption to hang a shingle, I would use that model. Um, and, uh, and so that's what I finally did in 2006. My wife's very supportive, although she did say, uh, so we have the first of four going to college. Right now is the time you want to do this. And I said, Honey, I, if I don't do it now, I won't do it ever. So, uh, again, she was greatly supportive, and that helped because the start was a lot more difficult than I expected, and as, as many business owners say. And your office is over in, uh, was it one Portsmouth Avenue? Was yes, it, we have what? an office at Pease Trade Port, 1 New Hampshire Avenue, uh, in the uh, IOS uh, building there. And... Um, and we also have an office downtown that we share on the hill so the, for our appointments downtown. And that's been working out great. That's been great. So, um, so anyhow, we're, we're here to talk about the uh, Seacoast chapter of uh, Veterans uh, Con Club. We, and um, uh, so, that's, so t- tell, what is that all about, Mark? Well, it's an organization that exists. It was actually born year, uh, years before our Seacoast chapter out in Manchester. And I went to, I was invited to be a table captain at an event uh, sponsored by the Manchester, or the only chapter of Veterans Count. And I wanted to find out what it was about. So I heard remarkable stories. Uh, not being a veteran myself, I had no idea what the government didn't cover for our uh, veterans, and even more importantly, perhaps their families. Yeah. Uh, and so I was stunned at the, at the number of things that would fall through the cracks while mom or dad were ducking bullets in Afghanistan or wherever, and I was sitting comfortably here. Uh, I was, I'm the f- son of a World War II veteran yeah. and the proud father, proud son and proud father of a, a, a son who has since uh, uh, served in the uh, U.S. Navy and, and got out last year. And I said, you know what? I haven't done anything, so it, it's time for me to step up. So uh, there were four of four table captains men at a meeting uh, at, at in my building, and uh, um, I guess I didn't uh, step backwards fast enough. So I was chosen to be the uh, president of the chapter, and uh, we're you know we, we really accomplished much more than I even wildly imagined. And I'm so thrilled because 90 cents of every dollar goes to a New Hampshire veteran and or his family when no other resources are available. So uh, Easter Seals, New Hampshire, is our remarkable uh, providers that provide not only the medical skills that are necessary to diagnose PTSD and all the other many uh, maladies that befall our uh, veterans, uh, but they also take all of the money that we raise because they're a highly vetted organization. They're yeah. a 501c3, and that's what makes any donations tax deductible. And they interview the veteran and, first of all, make sure there's no other programs that already exist that might have uh, monies for them. And this is really important because veterans, as a rule, don't like to spend a lot of time on the net and search programs and so yeah. forth. Um, again, that's not to discredit anyone. It's just I think these folks in, New Hamp- in the uh, Easter Seals know what they're doing. And they, in fact, right off the top of the head, they'll probably know, oh, you qualify for this, that, or the other thing. But it's really a – so our group was really more like an emergency response unit. You know, you might, you might imagine, in fact, one of the first cases we had was a, a furnace going, and it's February. 
And, you know, by the time a, a government-approved furnace would have been installed, you know, it probably would have been a bad end for that family. So we got someone out there that week and got the furnace replaced because we had the money available, and it was certainly a, a viable uh, request. And uh, so that was really something that made us feel really proud early on. That's, that's great, Mark. Now, um, what are the major problems of uh, vets face when they, when they come over the, the, the service? And uh, we all... We're all very deeply indebted to all these guys, uh, but what are, the, what are the major problems they face? Well, I think for one thing, it's finding uh, suitable employment. Uh, you know, these folks are have a wealth of experience. They've already proven, you know, that they can answer the call and finish the job and so many other things. Uh, but sometimes they have some difficulty translating their experience from their service to the uh, private sector. So that's one thing. And then, again, you know, seeing the things that they've seen, uh, I, I think it can make them uh, reluctant to pursue avenues and uh, also be properly diagnosed with certain issues that uh, I, I can't even relate to, possibly, you know, uh, which is the horrific conditions that occur in wartime. Yeah, which is, uh, you talk about your dad, was your, your dad was in the uh, military during World War Two. Yeah, he signed up on his 17th birthday, which was, uh, he said was the norm back then. Yeah. And so I signed up for the Selective Service on my 17th birthday, thankfully, the Vietnam War ended before I was of age. I didn't. I was kind of regretting it at the time, but uh, you know, young people can be uh, pretty dumb sometimes. And so, uh, or and anyway, so uh, thankfully, my mother, much to my mother's pleasure, uh, the war ended and I wasn't called. Um, but again, someone st stood in my place. So I always felt that there was an Ozies there. And so, uh, uh, and then when my son joined, I was thrilled. He he, he was in the U.S. Navy like my father was, and he. Uh, saw much of the world he enjoyed his service and uh and he's on the gi bill now going to unh so it's really turned out to be a great thing for him as well so they and, still have the gi bill then huh yes and uh he's you know he's doing well by it and he's getting great grades which i think is very important and uh he's just trying to figure out where he fits in as well now just from a personal experience my father was marine in world war ii he was on guadalcanal which is probably one of the, the bloodiest places in world war ii and um, you know, and I always have deep respect for that because uh, when I was a kid, uh, my father had nightmares, you know, as long as I can remember, you know, and uh, about being in the jungles of Guadalcanal. And, and back then, they didn't talk about uh, post-traumatic uh, post stress or whatever it was. Yeah, disorder, yeah. But uh, my father definitely had it. He had it really to the day he died. And, um, you know, he was a wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, so... Is, is, is post-traumatic stress a really big deal, yes, deal for these guys? it's a very big deal, correct. And uh, it's internalized by many from what they've been involved with as well as what they've seen and what they know about. And by the way, as a related comment, uh, my the Marines were uh, could walk on water as far as my father was concerned. He said, yeah, we, we drove them to these battles. Yeah. And uh, he just said uh, they had a few uh, tiffs here and there along the way. But he said, but, uh, you know, there's no finer man than a U.S. Marine. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. So I'm I'm probably where where so I've always been kind of anti-war and the, and um, and the, you know in, in when I was growing up as a kid, um, uh, my father had really been in first line battle. Um, we couldn't have a BB gun in the house, Mark. We couldn't we couldn't buy anything Japanese. You know, mm -hmm. it was it was just verboten. I mean, you you couldn't buy anything Japanese or German for that matter. And uh, um, but so I don't know. Did these guys have this kind of craziness uh, going on? 
well, you know, I'm not a medical professional, yeah. so craziness might be one term, but uh, I just think <laughs> it was a reflection of what they had experienced. And yes, I had a, a friend of mine's father was in the war, uh, in the army, yeah. and uh, was very involved. And uh, he could, you couldn't even draw a swastika in that house when we were, uh, you know, drawing or doing anything like that. So uh, I don't think it was uncommon at all. And uh, I just think it was, you know, they called it shell shock back then. Or yes, other words, that's what know? they call it. Yeah, yeah. and they, they didn't talk about it. My father, they, they really didn't talk. My father actually, uh, before his death, okay, he started opening up about it, but he never really talked about it. The old guys, they, they didn't. They they drank a lot, but they never talked about it. Well, you know, I, I think that's still to this day. They keep, they internalize it. Uh, you know, they don't want to talk about it. You know, in fairness to them, they probably think some of us civilians don't deserve to be sh t spoken to about that because how can we relate to it? And uh and they don't begrudge us that, but they just, I think they only talk within their fraternity. And that's part of why I think Veterans Count is so important because these specialists from Easter Seals meet, oftentimes meet the families before the parents are deployed. So there's some trust there that before that hardening starts to occur from battle, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and it, I'll tell you, I, I've heard many veterans say the fact that I knew that my family would be looked after by Veterans Count. It made all the difference in the world because we, when we wake up, that's the first thing we think of. And I never thought about that. I thought they would just consume with the mission or whatever, not having that background. But he said, no, we, all, many, many veterans told me, no, the first thing we thought about is how's my family doing today? Really? Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the, the uh, veterans come, they, they, in other words, they get engaged before the, the guys even go overseas. Yes, or when gals. they when they have the opportunity to, they definitely get engaged with the family. They if sometimes they're looking for any kind of issues, by the way, but uh, mostly focused on the veteran. But if there are other familial issues too, so uh, I think the trust is made and it's then really uh, leveraged to some extent. Uh, if something arises, that the mother or the father, whoever's home, uh, you know, more often than not, the mother uh, calls and say, "Listen, I'm." I'm having this situation. So when did you start this, roughly? Uh, this is well, the uh, the breakfast that we had at the Sheraton was uh, in uh, late 2012. Uh, we met in uh, early 2013, and we formed the the Seacoast chapter. Again, benefiting greatly from those that ran the Manchester chapter because they they let us, you know, they gave us the cookie cutter mold, and we just yeah. tried to build on that. So uh, and Nashua as well, and now there's a, a group in the Lakes region as well. Yeah. So. Um now, this is a kind of a personal question. Uh, how does it help you personally? I mean, do, do, do you get some good karma out of it? or No, I don't think. I think you probably know this already, too, uh, Barry. You know, I think if you join causes for anything other than the reason for the cause, you're probably going to be disappointed. So yeah. I, I just did it because I was just kind of paying karma back for not drafting me because uh, I, uh, you know, I— I lost a cousin in Vietnam, yeah. and he was a couple of weeks from returning home permanently. Really? Oh, and, so, yeah. uh, and that really resonated. And that family was changed forever, as you might imagine. So uh, uh, I, I just I just felt like, you know, at, well, when they when they made the case at, at the Sheraton, I was like, well, I, how do I not raise my hand for this? So uh, it was really a pretty easy thing for me to do. And, and my father, again, a World War II veteran, was very pleased that I— was involved, and I was the first president of the chapter, and uh, have hands, since handed it off to great people. It's, it's really thriving. I was happy to select seven of the first ten board members because I thought that would be the key to everything. Is, is the key to everything is having some people that would roll up their sleeves and get stuff done, and uh, that's not always the case with some boards I've served. Yeah, on. yes, we all know that. Uh, uh, how about the community support? Um, I mean, uh, 
didn't you have some med- some connection with the service credit union? I mean? Yes, service credit union was remarkable, as were so many other entities. Really, we were an unproven commodity, and early on. Uh, and, uh, in fact, Harley-Davidson at Seacoast, uh, okay. I went to them and asked for a motorcycle. Uh, I said, listen, if we can cover the cost <laughs> of the motorcycle, can we have a, your most popular model? And I'm expecting, uh, yeah, well, let us think about it and so forth. They said, yes. You Really? Yes. So it was, uh, we raised $40,000 with that, and, uh, and that was just, you know, that really – sort of legitimized us, as well as a, a donation from a service credit union for $100,000, which when we were out beating the bushes, it was a great two things to say to them early on because, again, we were an unproven commodity, but we were very fortunate to be on the seacoast. We have a strong history of military support here with the Navy Yard, with the former Air Force Base, and uh, it was really uh, not like taking candy from a baby, but really it was not a hard ass, let's put it that way. And it was really hard for people to say no. So uh, we enjoyed that. In fact, we were given the Spirit of the Seacoast Award by the United Way, uh, again, really early. And uh, again, that was something that helped bolster our, our confidence and our visibility. So uh, the Seacoast is an unbelievable place. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll hook, hey, maybe we'll hook Mark into helping uh, with the with the Voice of Community Radio, huh? <laughs> with the what again? Yeah, with the with our, our with our station because it's community, it's not profit. Okay. Yeah. We all do this out of love for the truth, and uh, that's just wonderful, wonderful that that, that you had that kind of success. Well, yeah. I, I you know I used to be as I mentioned earlier to you offline. Uh, I was on the radio show that the chamber used to have, and uh, boy, I have a lot of respect for you guys because at weekly you just got to make sure you've got some good stuff to share with people as you're doing today, quite clearly. So uh, I'll be I'd be happy to help in any way I can. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying for every dollar you raise, ninety cents goes to the cause itself for the vets? At least ninety cents. At least ninety cents. So that's really that's really good because you, you got to understand you have all these operating costs, you know. And running the Easter Seals and all that's that, that's really great. Right. Well, it's very streamlined, really. Easter Seals uh, uh, performs their own functions, and they we, they are our partners. And uh, so, you know, we're we'd like it to be at least ninety cents, and we we're very confident that it will remain that way. We don't have any significant overhead. We have some events that cost money, but again, they bring in a lot more than they cost. So, uh, uh, again, our hope is that it'll be more than ninety cents because it's nope. important. Now, uh, do you have any upcoming events? Uh, yeah, we have the uh, well, we have the Pack and Boots Road Race on July fourth uh, in downtown Portsmouth. I think it emanates from uh, uh, Strawberry Bank, and uh, that's a big event, and that raises a lot of awareness and money. And that's all we do, by the way, as Veterans Counts. We count, we uh, we raise awareness and we raise money, and everything else is provided by our uh, professional partners at Easter Seals, who are fantastic at what they do. Um, and so that's one big event. There's a gala event also, typically. Uh, uh, before that, I think it's usually in June. Uh, it's it's been at uh, Service Credit Union a number of times. Okay. Uh, again, because they are they're all about the military over there, and yeah. uh, but it's been in other locations as well. So as soon as I have that information, I'd love to share that with you. Yeah. And, uh, so a pack and boots run. Yeah, pack and boots. Well, uh, some some veterans decide to put a pack on and wear their boots and run in that. Uh, again, there's a lot of civilians that probably just wear sneakers, but uh, it's it's a really a fun event and it's a big deal. And on July 4th, it's a great day to be in the city. So uh, we're hoping a lot of people turn out for that. It's our third, fourth year, I believe, for that pack and boots race. So is it the Saturday, June 16th from 5 to 9 at Historic Runnymede Farm in Northampton? That might be more accurate than July 4th downtown, which it has been in the past. So thank uh, you th- for that. Is the Seacoast Salute Our Soldiers Gala? Is that the one you're talking about? Probably. I'm okay. sorry for not having totally the information fine. at my fingertips. Yeah. Yes. 
You can go to uh, veteranscount.org and click on the New Hampshire uh, thing, and then you scroll down, and there's a couple of events, which include the run that you're talking about as well, the 5K road race. When is that road race? The road race is July 4th from okay, 8.30 good. to 11 right, great. So I'm, not, so I'm not a liar. I no, you're not. That. No, that's right. <laughs> the starting line is at uh, is on Marcy Street down by the Strawberry Bank. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So and the gala event. Okay. And there's going to be somebody in Runnymede? That's right down by me. You know? uh, yeah, that's on June 16th. That's the Seacoast SOS Gala yeah, event. Right. Salute us all. It's a Western theme. Think Wrangler jeans, cocktail dresses, mm. cowboy boots, and Stetsons. Oh, we want we want to know about that. Barry uh, wants it, to go to that we'll, one. Totally. We'll definitely get a PSA right to you pronto. Uh, oh. And uh, and and probably an invitation as well if that's what you're angling for. Yeah, and, okay. And, and right. then we'll, we'll get a PSA for you. Here's some film, maybe. Yeah, you can oh, absolutely. I'll get that up. Fantastic. You know? So yeah, we we'd be happy to do that. Uh, and that's right down by me. And, uh, besides, uh, my, I bought my my girlfriend a new set of cowboy boots in Arizona. So. And you want to watch her wear them somewhere <laughs> yeah. and kick them up and dance, yeah. You know? <laughs> so really, so so you never know. I mean, this, it's right down the street. Yeah. And actually, uh, there's a uh, uh, couple people I, I, I know who would definitely want to uh, participate in that. Um, well, tickets are all, uh, all available for sale, and they go fast. So, uh, yes. you, you know, be, be be on top of that if you're Which interested. Which you can uh, check. Also, the Don Campbell Band will be the musical entertainment oh, this year. Great. Yeah. Uh, and I think music. you can go to see, uh, vetscount.org slash nh slash events and, uh, and find those t- and purchase those tickets online. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's good. So you, you have some fun with it, too. All yes. Right. Really. One of our speakers just uh, two years ago was Rob O'Neill, the fellow who was credited with taking out uh, Bin Laden. And, really? Uh, yeah, his his speech was it was just, uh, you know, remarkable. And uh, and I was with, uh, actually, uh, Natalie Healy, who's the uh, gold star mother of Dan Healy. In fact, she's got a foundation. Now, just to segue, another group that I'm involved with, uh, her son Dan was killed in the uh, Operation Red Wings, the 16 uh, highly skilled uh troops that were going to rescue the four that are on the ground oh yeah featured in the movie lone survivor yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was destroyed by a rocket propelled grenade and uh so she created a foundation uh and she was with me that night that rob o'neill was there and rob pulled her aside and said i was with dan the night before he went on that mission we had a couple of beers and she he told some personal stories and she lit up like like a gold star mother i guess would you know and uh, so uh you know again a great example of what this country's all about a navy seal uh, and you just you know you know the toughest guys ever. You know? Yeah, um, so. yeah. Just one one thing I had. You know, I remember. Let's see. Gee whiz, I'm getting old now. But uh, uh, getting better, <laughs> like like a good, uh, but getting better like a fine bottle of wine. But uh, you know, um, Mark, during you know uh, the Vietnam War era, which you remember, okay, there was a lot more coverage. I mean, we we had the, kind of the Vietnam War brought in to our living room. Remember that, uh, sure. Will? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there was really more appreciation, really, for the fighting and the tragedy. And um, um, you don't really see that much on the news anymore about Afghanistan or, or Iraq or whatever. I mean, we're in serious. I mean, we see some stuff, but we don't really see it like we used to. Um, am I crazy or that just no, seems to me? That's me. Exa- I don't think that's ac- accidental either. You know, it really rattled us in the 70s when we were seeing body bags hey, and so forth. Off. And now it's almost, we're numbed to it. You know, I mean, really, we're, we've become a, a wartime country, it almost seems. It's, uh, what, the 17 years in Afghanistan and uh, longest one ever. And there's no one out in the streets, that's for sure. And again, myself included. And I'm thinking, why am I so blasé about all of these folks, and all on both sides that are you know being oh, yeah. killed and maimed and 
it's you know it's tragic because if you if you you know uh, my whole thing is we're kind of an em- empire come you know I love this country okay but you know if you if you study history you study the fall of Rome you study the fall of Spain the British Empire the Dutch Empire are really um, the Ottoman Empire any of these uh, empires which have fallen and they all have. They all have um, the simple um, ingre- same ingredients, essentially uh, ongoing wars of, uh, of all kinds. And we just don't see it like we did in the 70s or, or 80s. And so, um, but, so you, you would kind of agree we don't see it like we used to. Oh, not at all. I mean, that's, uh, you well, know, I think there was an attempt to actually not show those f- uh, pictures during Vietnam, too. But I, don't, I think the press... Worn out. It said, "No, people need to see this." I think McNamara wanted that to go away. Yeah, and uh, and so. Well, we have a we have a a uh, there was a draft then, but now we have a volunteer army. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, actually, in this in the studio, we had uh, Senator Gravel from Alaska. He uh, s- started the volunteer army, and uh, so that's that's a big difference. That's a good point. Yeah. It is a good point, but still, the, these things are you know. I just wonder how many. Again, not having served, you know, when someone gets there, they think, okay, this is maybe not exactly what I envisioned, but uh, but it's too late at that point. That's what I said to my son when he was signing up. I said, you know, they they have a number to hit, these recruiters, so just be very careful about what you sign. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was close. I was on the waiting list, you know, when I was back in college, yeah, so, uh, you know, I dodged that bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe literally. Literally, you know, figurative yeah. and literally, but, uh, um, you know, I was... I would have probably skipped to Canada or whatever. I just didn't believe in it. But um, but so we just don't seem to. We're kind of dumbed down on this stuff. Or I mean, numb, maybe. You yeah. know, and it's just, you know, I, I forget how many. We're like 175 locations around the world. And, I mean, it's just. Military bases. Yeah. And Syria now. It's just, yeah, 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 yeah. I was thrilled when he probably prematurely announced that, that he wanted them out of Syria. But, you know, and, and again, I'm. I'm sure there are ways to do things, but I what, the, the, there was a slimmer of hope that, uh, that maybe some troops would be brought back. And uh, again, I'm sure there's a sequence to do those types of things. But uh, I, I, I wish we had more people concerned and say, "Hey, let's let's get the boys back here or and girls." Yeah. Now, how big of an area does the uh, uh, the uh, chapter of the Seacoast um, veterans on, uh, on veterans count cover? How big of it is it? Like down in Newburyport, is up to York or where? where? Uh, no, actually, it's New Hampshire based only. In fact, this what Washington D.C. is really intrigued by this public partner, private, public-private partnership, uh, because it's extraordinary and it works, and uh, and it's all of New Hampshire, by the way. Uh, so we have different chapters, but uh, you know we don't we try to take care of anyone that reaches out to us, and we try to assign them local chapter to to the individual. Uh, but it really has been remarkable, um, and I, I, we're hoping that uh, there might even be more chapters, although it's mostly in the footprint of Easter Seals, because at the end of the day, they are the ones that provide the essential services. Um, that's so the, anyone with a New Hampshire or a New Hampshire nexus, uh, so that's the word that I was told to, to use uh, when talking to people about it. So if someone's based in New Hampshire, even though they, we don't have a fort, but uh, uh, you know, that, that's, they qualify. And uh-huh. it used to be 9-11 and forward. Now it's any veteran. So I'm really delighted about that change as well. That, that's great. Um, do, do people, do families, and and vets have gratitude for what you guys do? Oh, absolutely. You know, we feel uh, you know we're not in it to to, 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 to we're thanking others. So you know, they, uh, it's, it's, but in, coincidentally, yes, they always they're always very grateful, and, and especially to the care 
coordinators themselves who really are on the front lines uh, of dealing with these folks and resolving their issues. Uh, but yes, we've uh, got tremendous press coverage. The Seacoast Media Group, it really helped us out in a time when people said, veterans, what? So, uh, you know, we have no complaints at all. People have been unbelievable, really, very supportive, especially on the Seacoast. I can't speak to other areas of the state, but the Seacoast has been remarkably inviting. Yeah, we're kind of bl- we're kind of blessed in this area. We, we're, we are in a very blessed area. Um, how can people get involved uh, with Veterans Count? Well, that would be great. We're always welcoming help. Uh, VeteransCount.org is, is the website that you could visit, and uh, if you could just ring that up, handsome... Phil. Phil. Thank Phil. you. <laughs> and uh, I just want to make sure I give it the exact one. Uh, yeah. there's, there's Facebook pages as well. And uh, uh, I have VetsCount.org. Okay. Vets okay. All right, great. Vet, VetsCount.org, and please visit it. Uh, there's all events posted on there. We welcome support. Uh, we welcome tax-deductible contributions. Uh, at the end of the day, money is what uh, m- m- can matter a lot. So, uh Thank you in advance for any help. Yeah, so, were they, was, so this goes essentially go to the Easter Seals, and they're, they're, the, they're the umbrella uh, 501c3. Exactly. Yeah. Highly audited. And, uh, you know, there's some causes that you really need to do your homework on and, uh, you know, just make sure that what percentage actually gets to the cause because 90 cents on the dollar as a minimum uh, is, uh, is a big number if you, if you, if you, if you do your research. And uh, we're happy about that, and we're trying to streamline that, streamline that even further. That's great. Um, and uh, and if people have you know some questions about you, uh, Mark, this is a great thing you're doing. How can they how can they find out you? Do you have a website or? or what, what's, what's yeah, this? actually, Seacoast Asset Management, which management is thankfully abbreviated MGT dot com. My telephone number six zero three seven six six nineteen fifty five. I'd be very happy to answer any questions you may have because again, not having served, I'm trying to do my little bit, and I'd really welcome your help and support. That, that's awesome. This, uh, let's see. So, uh, any uh, uh, questions you have, uh, young Will Pierce? No, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, how about handsome Phil? Uh, what? So, uh, out of the support that Vets Count uh, gives, they give emergency financial, mental health, deployment, and substance abuse services. Uh, which have you, have you needed any of those services? Have you guided other veterans towards those services? Uh, where have you kind of helped along the way? Me personally? Yeah. Well, mostly just raising the money and and which and, is really like the most important part, so that the services. Well, can I don't continue. want to sound mercenary, yeah, no, but no, exactly. no, 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 it, it is. <laughs> yeah. In order so, for uh, those services to be there, right. they need the money to pay the right. people to. But do I it. have gotten a lot of calls from people because of you know mentioning my name and number, and uh, I hand them off, and I never hear the end of the story because of confidentiality. Reasons, yeah, but I do okay. know they're in great hands. Right. Uh, I remember one veteran, World War II veteran, was so reluctant to ask for a, uh, an, air, an air device and a cane. And it was very hard for him on that phone call. And I assured him, listen, this is exactly what we exist for. So let me have a care coordinator call you from Easter Seals, and I bet it will be in, within the hour. And that's exactly what happened. And, uh, and then I, I did actually... It was one of the first times I ever followed up to ask the care coordinator, hey, how did that turn out? Because he was so reluctant to even ask, such okay. a proud person. Do you want to talk about inspiration right now? Today's show just inspired somebody to call in and volunteer for our station. So thank you, Mark. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for calling. So, yeah, so they wouldn't divulge anything. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah of course, silly me. Uh, but uh, I had a good feeling that uh, that something happened for him. And, uh, and, again, that's the, that's the crux of it is they just won't ask for help. 
quite often. So uh, if anyone knows of any veteran who needs help in any way, shape, or form, if we don't handle it, someone else might. As the Easter Seals is very adept at looking at buckets of resources and finding the right one. And if, if it doesn't exist, then that's where we step in. Yeah, and they're the pros of that. Um and uh, some other thing is the, and this is for all vets, okay? And this is for all you know, you right. know, what WW two or you know any, uh, yep. Vietnam, Vietnam or um, Iraq, Afghanistan, where else we we're kind of right. everywhere, you know. But yes, absolutely, and uh, yeah, there's no shortage of uh, potential recipients. And with the World War Two vets, of course, as we all know, you know, there, there's not a whole lot of time left for them. I lost my father uh, a year ago, August, and. Uh, Thankfully, he was healthy right up towards the very end. But some some of these other folks are living in situations where, you know, even a little bit of help would make a big difference. So please give us a call, especially while we can make a difference. But that extends to all veterans in New Hampshire. Okay, great. So, and, and they have a... Uh you know, we, we, we can we record the show, and then actually we can maybe put it. Uh, we'll post you on the on the website. I don't know if you can do that. Put it on the website so people be more aware of it. Absolutely, whatever whatever will help. I'm very happy to support. Well, uh, I think that that's the uh, we pretty much covered it. And uh, my name is Barry James Dyke. And uh, find more about me. You can go to barryjamesdyke.com and um, uh, and, uh, and and please contribute to. WSCA FM and uh, org, you know, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, we're, we're a non-for-profit, uh, purely volunteer uh, radio. We we speak the truth. We we obviously we've researched all this stuff. We don't, and uh, we're just trying to help people uh, have on the show uh, to bring out more financial well-being for everybody uh, in the community as a whole. And uh, uh, this is awesome stuff that you're doing, Mark. And uh, we'll do it again. We'll be in touch. All right. And Thank keep you. pushing back the walls, the, frontiers. The frontiers of ignorance. That's pushing it. back Sorry. the frontiers of ignorance. It's a great closer. we got to use it every time. All right. God bless. This has been The Economic Warrior with your host, Barry James Dyke. Broadcast live at WSCA Portsmouth Community Radio. Engineered by Phil Kleiger. If you have any questions about today's show or need an ally in conquering the battleground of finance, contact the warrior himself at barryjamesdyke.com. Who are the world?